Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 119 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Big announcement for our live show in Philadelphia on Friday, July 21st. We have an awesome special guest. She is a best-selling author, and you may know her from Welcome to Night Vale as intern Maureen. It's Maureen Johnson, who, just like me, is from Philadelphia, and just like me, is very excited to perform there for a hometown crowd. Get your tickets now. They will sell out bit.ly forward slash we got philly that's all lowercase p-h-i-l-l-y and hey if you're a fan of the show and you haven't done so already we'd really appreciate it if you'd head over to itunes and leave us a five-star rating and review that's how new people find the show via apple products and there are a ton of people out there who are apple users and hey if you don't you're looking for a way to help the show tell a friend about it it's as simple as that but for now settle in and let us entertain you with episode 119 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Mac or PC? That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, Mark. Somebody say something. Oh, please, somebody pierce <laughs> silence. For the love of God. Sorry, you guys. I was loading uh, that whole time. I was I was the personal little rainbow spinning wheel of death. But now I've come to. Okay. All right. Well, thank goodness. Because uh, we have to get this episode going. And uh, we have a great guest for this topic. Not a great guest for this specific. Just a great guest for any topic, really. Uh, he is... An international bestseller. He's written Lamb, A Dirty Job, You Suck, uh, Practical Demon Keeping. His name is Christopher Moore. Welcome, Christopher. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Now, uh, all right. <laughs> so, Mark, we have an approach for this because this is a, this is sort of like a, a really wide ranging subject that you could cover a lot of different pieces. We're not going to do yes. like iPod versus Zoom. We're not bringing phones into it. We're not bringing tablets into it, really. These are functional computers, laptop and desktop, PC mm-hmm. versus Mac. And this was suggested by our graphic designer, Uri Kelman. So thank you, Uri. Thank you, Uri, for more than one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Thanks, this Uri. is us reviewing one movie rather than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which right. might be a little bit wide a topic for an hour. Yes, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay, uh, so it. let's dive in. Can I briefly uh, point out to our listeners, because I think it's hilarious, the uh, elephant in the room, is that we are yeah. recording this for a second time. <laughs> yeah, due to a hardware problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris, you, do you want to go into that before we sort of really break down how we're going to approach this? It's the fact that technology did not work. Yeah, but it was specific technology, wasn't it? Well, it it was. I, and and my favorite thing to do on a date is to talk about my ex. Um, <laughs> so, so I think this is appropriate. Basically, we were comparing and contrasting uh, Mac and, and Windows, and it was brilliant. I don't think we'll ever be that good again. No. And, um, <laughs> and at, at one point, I, uh, I think one of my peeves with Macs, um, and because I've used both, um, 
was that they just decide what ports you get to use and what ports you don't get to use. And they don't really consult the real world and, and users and, and how they use their machines for that. And the iMac that I was using to do the podcast on doesn't have any USB 3 ports on it, despite those having been the standard for years when this thing came out. And so I have to have a big dock with a Thunderbolt port, which nobody has ever used except <laughs> them. Except you. And, uh, and about a half hour into the podcast, uh, my USB headset just decided to not be connected anymore because it isn't connected to USB port directly to the computer. So basically the very thing that I said, this is, you know, BS is what caused that whole thing to crash and why we're here on another morning. So that's a point against Mac before we start doing wow. our. <laughs> so yeah. Mac is already starting with a handicap. Yeah. yeah. Now, normally <laughs> like at a court of law, this might be thrown out. <laughs> like mm -hmm. we haven't started yet. We were throwing this out for bias, but I think in this case it needs to be submitted into evidence almost immediately. Yeah. Or yeah, we're, <laughs> it's, it's, let's put it this way. It's an affidavit that will be submitted in context when we get there, which is what we agreed on in a prior. And right now the jury is to disregard anything that I've said. Right. But we also agree that you're going to run in at the last minute before the decisions handed down saying, wait, wait, I have an affidavit. And then, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then all of those, uh, all of those postal workers come in with the letters to Santa and <laughs> New York is saved. And everybody's out of order. <laughs> well, hey, this has been great, you guys. Have a great afternoon. Yes. All right. And, Thank uh, thanks you so much. Yeah. Uh -oh, it's you know what? I think you can't handle the truth. Oh. Oh. Run it around. Room. <laughs> you need me up on that wall. <laughs> Sick burns happening everywhere. Oh, my God. No, we're, we need you right now, Chris. We need yes. you uh, in discussing Mac versus PC for Uri. Because, look, Uri's not going to figure this out for himself. We got to do it for him. <laughs> He's currently standing inside a Best Buy waiting for us to give him an answer. And clearly our our idea that I needed adult supervision has been thrown out before any of this. <laughs> um, one of you guys needs to take charge and introduce a semi-topic, a subtopic. Yes. You know, All right. Look. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be the dominatrix here, but. I need to. <laughs> now I'm picturing what you're wearing. Do you think. That our uh, that our listeners are children who need us to make this like they're frozen by indecision until we come in. Yeah, isn't that how this show works? Yeah, I thought so too. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Great. Okay. Yeah, protein or carbs? I haven't eaten in months. Fine, you can have the cracker asked and answered. <laughs> so, Mark, what are our criteria? So here are our criteria that we are going to look at. Um, and we tried to break this down to cover everything that uh, – every aspect that w would help you make a decision between a Mac and a PC. Um, we have – and also some of them tend, will tend to favor uh, one or the other, but I think it's a well-balanced list. Okay. Um, we're going to begin with cost and value. Uh, then we're going to move on to function and use peripherals, design, and finally, life integration. Interesting. Okay. Where would you like to begin? Well, well actually, before we jump in to a, to a criteria. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're making to... a mockery of the penal code. <laughs> I'd like to read a brief statement for the court. <clears throat> That's it. I just wrote down a bunch of <laughs> – it just says throat clearing noises. I, I read the whole thing. Uh, oh. 
Chris, what you mentioned you've had Mac and PC. Tell us a little bit about your background with, with sort of both systems and where you sit now because you have both. Right. Well, uh, the, uh, quick history. I've written uh, 16 books now. I wrote, uh, three of them on MS DOS computers. And this was before there was Windows. And I've written, um, I think seven of them on Windows machines and six of them on Mac machines. Um, and it might, it might go one way or the other on those. I may have, and, and in some of them I've worked on, on both things. Um, I, I switched to Mac as being my primary machines in about, I want to say about 2005, 2004, whenever they went to Intel processors and they came out with the cool black MacBook. Right. Um, so that's, that's my history is I've used both of them and I, and, and because of the things that we'll cover, um, I still, use both of them um and and uh we'll see why that is at this point let me ask you a quick question then what uh what was your reason for making that switch you mentioned uh you mentioned the intel processor and also the black design well <laughs> that, those were <laughs> those were my childish reasons um but that makes sense that kind of core of what we're going after here did the was the design enough of a thing to push you over the edge into buying it Oh yeah, was the fact that everyone knew Intel from other things, and Mac had finally allowed someone else to integrate. You know what I mean? Well, a part of it was that um, when they went to Intel processors, it, the machines became a lot thinner and a lot smaller. You know, and, and portability was uh -huh. always an issue with me. Um, and they uh, and they became compatible with other stuff, but um, and they were faster. The mm -hmm. the other thing is that. Uh, I, it was the initial thing was just a program that was available on Mac at the time, which was called Comic Life, where you could take your photographs or or basically any kind of graphic and you could put make it into a comic book. And it was like I couldn't get that on a PC, and I wanted to do my take my photographs and and put have people say silly things, and so uh, which we now call internet memes. And so that's why I I bought it. Uh, <laughs> the the initial Mac that I bought for myself, I bought one for my wife a few years before that when they were using the old um, Mac made, uh, um, I forget what they were called. They were a Motorola processor. But anyway, mm -hmm. I bought one for her because I thought it would be more transparent and sort of easy to to do stuff. And it, and it was. I mean, it was sort of those, you know, doing like, I remember I gave it to her for Christmas and, and we were in Hawaii and she took a bunch of pictures and by that evening, when we were seeing people, she put a slideshow together of all the pictures she'd taken that afternoon without having ever used a Mac before. And that's just not something that that uh, you could do at that time with a PC. So so I actually didn't own the first Mac in our family. The first one was for my wife. But, but I changed basically because there was a fun program available for Mac that wasn't available for PC. Was this part of your work functions? as a writer that you needed this, or this was simply like that computer has one toy that I like that I can only get on that computer. Well, it, it was a way to, it was a way to justify. I've always liked taking pictures and, and mm -hmm. I just sort of gone to digital and it was a way to share that with, by that time I had an audience on the internet and, and um, although there wasn't social media, I had a bulletin board and a web page and all that. And it was a way to share stuff with, with that audience and, and make visual jokes and sort of justify um, all the ridiculous uh, amounts of time and money I spent taking pictures. So, uh, 
So it was a it was a valid it was a valid ship. I w- I mean I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like a oh I used to be a Mac guy but you can't get Minesweeper so I switched to PC. Um, it, it, it really wasn't, and and I think it was, uh, and it was a lot of Mac people in those days were really sort of zealots. Um, if that's the right word, they were, they were just, they were, they tended to be evangelical and a guy that I had, I had just learned to do, uh, ocean kayaking and rough water kayaking in, in the ocean from a guy who was a, a architect and had been using CAD design on Macs for years and years and years. And so I had been exposed to uh, an evangelical Mac un- user for a number of years by, because this guy was teaching me to kayak. Um, long story, but it was because I was writing a book about whales and I didn't. I was going to say, wh- wh- how did you wind up kayaking specifically in rough ocean? Yeah. Like that is, if I'm going to go kayaking, I'm going to find the calmest river. It's going to be a lovely afternoon. I hope there's a fast current so I won't have to do much arm work. Or just sit in the pool. They float. <laughs> I, I lived on the central coast of California and they, the only way in was a surf entry. And, you know, it's, it's weird because I read about kayak people who have never done a surf entry. And that's all I did, which is going in through big water to get out to where it's calm. And the guy who had taught me called it cold water discipline because the water is about 50 degrees. So you have to wear a wetsuit and Yikes. gloves and everything. And, and, uh, he would just make me hover at the surf line and with getting hit in the face with this blindingly cold water, um, to keep the thing upright. So, but it was because, you know, I wanted to go out and look at whales on the central coast of California and to get out in the water. There were no docks or there's no, nothing calm until you get past the surf line. So to get there, you had to go through big water. So it was, and it was just a matter of, uh, it was a long drive, you know, and a lot of money to buy a boat that had a motor and stuff like that. And I was, uh, cheap and wanted to be able to go a mile from my house and go into the water. So, so that was why, why it happened. So I sort of learned it by accident. And, and one of the things when you, when you learn something, when you go into a field like that, that you don't know anything about, you don't know that everybody else hasn't already done that. And the guy that was teaching me didn't, inform me that look you don't have to do this you know <laughs> he was like yeah this is what we do we've always done this coming i've known three guys that do this you know so your first real lesson was don't trust anybody yeah it was a, yeah that my architect friend is sort of a jerk that was my first lesson but you know i did i did learn how to handle myself in the water um and and but that was he was a big Mac alkalite because at the time you know that was where CAD was at was on Macs right Macalite guys come on yeah right. sorry that just burst into my head yeah well <laughs> it's kind of part of the job is making up the words <laughs> yeah uh, anyway so so that I yeah let's let's move on let's get to the criteria um, so which one would you like to start with. We have let me re, let me go back over. We have cost and value, function and use, peripherals, design, and life integration. Well, cost. Oh, I think go. Yeah, go ahead. What do you say, Hal? I was going to say I think cost and value is a pretty easy one to knock out first because sure. it's no contest at all. Would you yeah. Would you start, please? I mean, it's the PC. You can get uh, a a reasonable amount of machine at a much lower price. The way that that Mac. You know, they, everything they do is premium and it's, it's all built to give the aura of exclusivity and high quality. And so for that reason, everything is super expensive, like way more expensive than you would pay for, 
for uh for the PC. And then PC also has the advantage of you can buy all the components and build the computer yourself, which I think is in some cases can be even cheaper than doing it prefab. Right, which Mac dabbled with with the whole Mac Mini thing. Yes. But I don't know if that ever took yeah, off. Yeah, and they they had and they had big Mac Pros that you could switch out video cards, but only two people made them and they were four times more expensive than what you could buy for a PC mm-hmm. yes. for exactly the same chip. Um, so not only just the machine itself, but even the, the components that you would be getting are more expensive. Right. I mean, but uh, you know, the advantages you could use, it had a base for four hard drives and you could put your own hard drives in it. So that was, it was, it was a, it was a cool idea. And especially for people who do the things that they say Mac pro people do, um, you know, like mixing down, you know, rendering, uh, uh, video and stuff like that. But, right. but, uh, that's a different, and those were got awfully expensive as they still are. You know, a Mac Pro, which is kind of a non-usable thing because they decided to make it look like a washing machine agitator to be different. Um, <laughs> in the current er- uh, iteration, it's not a usable thing. It's not, you know, it's sort of, they took away the one cool thing about what the big Mac Pros wa- was, which was being able to, to uh, switch components in and out. Right. And I want to add to the, to the price thing is if you, you know, you talk about entry level when you're talking about this sort of thing. If you need a, a computer that you just need to word process and surf the net and watch some videos and do the things that we do 90% of the time when we're on a computer, you know, you can buy a pretty decent Chromebook now for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. So even, you know, not to, not to, you know, go outside of the lines, but while the, the, uh, while the the PC, the Windows PC is is still going to be probably half the price of a Mac uh, to to get into it for for similar hardware, at least inside, not you know not design outside. Um, you can get less when you're not even paying for an operating system because Chrome is free. Um, True. So that's that's just you know just to confuse things a little bit, but but definitely I'm with Hal. You get you get a lot of machine for a lot less money with a PC. Um, doesn't look as cool. And, and I will say this in the, in the years that I've used now, what are we going on? Uh, like 14 years I've been using Macs. I've never had one that I had to retire because it broke. I've retired them because, uh, I've retired one because it was obsolete, you know, and Mac Mac quit making software that would work with it. Right. But the forced obsolescence that Mac deal that Mac puts into their stuff. Uh, Does, does PC do that? To the degree that Mac does, I don't think they do because they have to. They cater to the idea of of being accessible to to a lot of different users with a lot of different hardware. Yeah, that- so so they really don't. You can still run Windows three on a on a machine now if you want to. Wow. It would blow that machine's mind how fast everything happened. Be like, ah, oh, I, I wasn't quite ready yet for you to open that program. It opened very quickly. Well, and it would probably render in like a postage stamp in the co- corner because they they would it would have nothing, no idea what to do with that much graphic power. But but uh, well, you know, and that's one of the reasons that there was this region, recent uh, exploit. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, um, it all happened because people were using Windows XP, which was phased out like ten years ago. Right, but people still use it. So, so there's that. But I will say that about the cost with Max is, if you want to buy one and never have to get another one, um, you're better off with a Mac in that respect. Yeah, I mean, I I will say so. I switched in 2006, and prior to that, I'd been all PC 
and had a series of computers that just went down. And we, they weren't cheap, but they just stopped working. A hard drive mm-hmm. failed. Power source failed. Fan mm-hmm. went out. Software issues, whatever it was. And I, it's not like I was getting a bunch of like shareware. I wasn't putting a bunch of stuff on it that would, that would expose it, uh, to, to malware. It just, just didn't work. And when I switched, I got a, a MacBook, the white plastic shell. Right, right. That lasted me for four years until it became slow enough that I couldn't use it anymore. I ran over that MacBook with my car. To prove a point? Um, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, my own. I ran over my MacBook with my car, and um, and I still was able to use it. For like a year after that, until the crack in the screen finally bled to death. I think you're burying the lead here. Why did you run over your computer with your car? <laughs> Look, man. Um, I, okay, I had a I had an Isuzu Amigo, and I had I was putting the top up on it because it had it was like a Jeep Wrangler where it had the top that you could take off. And I took my backpack off and I set it right behind the tire, which was probably a bad idea. Uh, which is definitely a bad idea because I ran over my computer. Um. And, uh, I put the, you know, put all the stuff down and then I got in the car and I drove away. And as I drove away, I, uh, ran over the computer, but I ran over, uh, specifically the, uh, optical drive. So I couldn't play CDs on it anymore, but, uh, the computer, it's amazing. You can run over a MacBook and it won't die. Wow. Jeez. You're like Ron Popeil. You'll do anything yeah. to test it out. But, That's right. But- if if I could make a suggestion, don't ever tell that story again, Mark. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Because that the the part where you go and then I set it under the wheel of the car seems like, oh, he's an idiot. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no. If any of our listeners know, I am an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, we've all left cool stuff on the top of our car, on the roof. Yeah. Of, you know, we set it on the roof of our car, and it slid off, and I ran over it. That's how you tell it. I'm sorry, this is a novelist in me going. Here's how you tell that story. <laughs> you know, so that you're a little bit. You know, we can all identify with. Yeah, I set the baby on the car. I drove off, and the baby yeah. rolled off. The I car. set the baby um, behind the tire of the car. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. See how that sounds? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, where'd you set the car seat? I'm sure it'll show up. Yeah, you definitely, yeah, you definitely want to um, buy a Mac if you're going to run over it. So we, I think we solved that. Um, yeah, why didn't we include car durability as one of the criteria? So for cost and value, uh, most people don't plan on running over their Mac. So for cost and value, then PC is the winner. Yes? But, yes, yeah. but Macs Great. are hashtag Mark proof. Everybody use that on Twitter now. If you think you have something that Mark cannot crush with his car – Post a picture of it with hashtag MarkProof. And I will attempt to crush it with my car. This is, this is like that old Letterman thing of running over, throwing stuff off a building and running over stuff with a steamroller. Exactly. I like it. It's exactly. It's it what we're a doing. new, uh, a new we got this feature. Yeah. Send <laughs> yeah. us anything. We'll run over it. Yeah. Mark's going to, in his 2000 Isuzu Amigo. <laughs> I don't have that car anymore. I've got a, I'm actually, I got to buy a car, uh, like this week. Guinea so pigs or chinchillas. Mark will gonna... run over one with the Isuzu. <laughs> we just gave them to him as pets. It'll happen naturally. Just follow him. All right. You know what? That seals it. Now I'm getting a tank. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. This is uh, right. great. Let's move on to function and use. Uh, Hal, this was one that you had, had written down that I asked for clarification on that I enjoyed. So would you give that clarification to Chris and our audience as well? 
Sure. Just to lead it off, uh, what I mean is, what is the primary use of the computer and, w- and what types of users does it attract? So so for PCs, it's a lot of business and data-driven and also a lot of uh, software developers and coders uh, will prefer the PC over the Mac. That isn't to say that there aren't coders and business people who use Mac, but primarily you associate those people with PC. Now, creative people, photographers, editors – um, sound engineers, you're more likely to see them working on Macs. Yes. Yep. And that, I feel like one is way more societally useful for the things that affect our lives day to day. And the other is way cooler and for our ways of escaping everyday life. Make sense? Like a PC is going to, uh, crunch numbers that if it has to do with my bank account, I might not like. Over on the Mac side, they're ma- they're building explosions for Expendables Four, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I- well, I think I, I think that you know we we sort of agreed to not talk about phones, but mm-hmm. I, I think that that a lot of people's window into the Mac world uh, um, was the fact that it interfaced with their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. the iPhone came out in, I think, uh, what was it? 2006? Six or seven. 2007, yeah. right around there. And, and that was people's first smartphone. It was certainly my first smartphone. And, uh, and that, at that point, I was sort of cemented into the Mac world because, you know, you could move your calendar to it, all that stuff. So, so you have that mm-hmm. going for it. But, but, um, the other thing that, that the PC had was that companies, used it because it they had there was so much different i guess they call it enterprise hardware made that was made to scale up that mac didn't really do you know so if you were running a you know a fortune 500 company and you wanted mm-hmm. everybody to be using the same stuff so that your it guys only had to learn one solution and had to you know they'd have one sort of uh backup uh, install disk you know, and you'd see references mm. to this all the time. The the PC stuff was just a better platform for that because you didn't have to learn, uh, you didn't have to go to each person's Mac and and make it work with with the enterprise software. And that extends to today as well. Um, so it's sort of uh, and and I'm sure you guys know as I as do I people that have to have the PC for work and they have mm. uh, the Mac for their personal stuff. So sure, Mac in the sheets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mac in the sheets, PC in the streets. Yeah, I mean, um, if you think about the Mac, when it really got the most useful for business application was when they finally got Microsoft Office, and they're always a generation or two behind. Like the latest version of Microsoft Excel on a Mac does not hold a candle to what Excel can do on a PC. It's just a superior program, right. and the the sort of I I think kind of a failed attempt of Apple to recreate that with their iWork suite. Like everybody knows Excel when you think of spreadsheets. Nobody thinks of numbers. You don't think no. of an app. Um, yeah. They do have a really good uh, – their presentation app is – I like a Keynote, lot. Keynote, yeah. Yeah, Keynote is great. And a lot of professionals do use Keynote. Um, yeah, because it's design-driven. It's And that's, that's yeah. Mac to the core. Yeah, the the photographer – the professional photographers I know will interface to – you know, they'll build their stuff on Adobe apps – and Adobe uh, originally was – it felt like it was friendlier to Macs because a Mac – an entire Mac would change its 
function into an Adobe machine when you would open up Photoshop. And it's still something that they maintained mm-hmm. in the interface that to me is a pain in the ass because I came up with running programs in a window. But even now, if you open uh, Photoshop or uh, Lightroom on a on a Mac, it takes over the entire interface and goes, do you want to look at this or do you want to look at everything else? Because you can't do both. Um, it has, it has, it does, it has, it has a, a, a menu item that says hide this or hide everything else. Um, I'm like, I can't just click it and then look at something. No, you can't. This, um, <laughs> that's the thing that they do that drives me the craziest is, and it's why, like, I feel like even with, uh, applications, I have to pick one native thing and use it all the time because putting Microsoft office onto a Mac or putting Adobe products onto a Mac, they're designed to have tentacles like the HG Wells war of the worlds. It just, they crawl into every little file system you've got on your computer. Right. Uh, And really, and, and every time it was like, are you sure you want to open this kind of file with that program? Don't you want to use this program? This program we can do that. We can also open this file. Come on. Well, you can set your default so it doesn't do that. You know that, right, Mark? Well, yeah, but still, it bothers me that it Uh, even asks. What do you do instead? I reboot my entire computer and wipe all the software (laughs) out of it. So essentially... Batch his car over it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, dude, I have in the past... I've in the past loaded Office onto a Mac, and Office started, like, infiltrating everything. Uh, everything that was any, anything I would open, there was an office version of it that it would try to open as well. And I just, I did, I wiped out the whole computer. I think you need a, a video series where Wilford Brimley walks you through how to use your computer in terms of, you understand <laughs> so that you're all set. <laughs> Mr. Brimley, take your diabetes medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A part of that, I, I just, right before we were talking, I was dealing with, with this very issue. I, w- I had been sent my new book. Uh, manuscript to copy edit and rather than doing it in hard copy like a civilized person um, they wanted me to do the the sort of cooperative uh, you know you comment I comment you comment I comment which I loathe Mm -hmm. um, with a white hot hate Um, and uh, and it doesn't work well on a Mac and I can tell this is because all their instructions are like you'll do this and this and this and this will happen and I'm like my third thing it's like no it's not happening that way mm-hmm. and I had to literally reboot the computer to get it to unlock um, and I have the latest for so anyway that I, I think that we're getting to the point where basically usability and functionality um, at a business level is better on a PC even now. Yeah, I guess, I guess I don't feel that as much just because I tend to work, uh, in Google Drive, which doesn't really matter. It's sort of, it's computer right. agnostic, but I definitely get what you're saying. And, and, and really what I, what I thought this would come down to would be, do the business shortcomings of, uh, of a Mac, are they greater than the creative shortcomings of a PC? And truth be told, you can use Adobe Premiere on a PC. Yeah. Uh, you can use that suite of programs. So I think PC now, wins again. yeah, all of the functions you can do on a Mac, you can do equally well on a PC with yeah. Adobe products. So, I- right. And, and I think I, you know, I'm glad you brought up Google Drive because one of the things with, with the tentacles of every program working into the system is that once, uh, Microsoft started using OneDrive and then Google started using Google Drive and everybody had their own cloud computing solution. Right. And Mac was 
woefully bad bad at that woefully mm-hmm. bad and it, you know there's a legend that steve jobs met with the dropbox guy like 10 years ago um the do- dropbox uh the, the guys that established it and said no this will never work you know we're not going to use it and <laughs> and since then mac has had horrible uh iterations of iDrive and whatever the hell their their cloud computing yeah, thing is and it's still not good. It's always been bad. And yeah. every attempt that they've done is bad. But now when you load a Microsoft uh, product, they want here's five gigabytes of free storage and all your stuff will be there. And then and and honestly, I, I think that at that point the emperor of all things uh, cyber should have stepped in and said, No, you guys all have to use Dropbox because the rest of this is bullshit. But Google yeah. Drive, the people that use Google Drive like it. Uh, I, I use, use Google Drive only for this show because oh, I use okay. Dropbox for everything. But Hal <laughs> shares things with me for this show on Google Drive. So that's my we yes. got this folder. That is our ah. researcher, Kate McManus. That's how we communicate. She puts stuff in folders. Thank you, Kate McManus. Yes, thank you very we much. We put together a great research packet for this show as well. Yes, which we're completely ignoring, but that's what we do. That's what we do. We're, you know what? It's in our spirit. <laughs> let's move okay. on to, uh, let's move on. So are we, are we saying that function and use, uh, is PC? I'm, I'm on board with that. I think it's, I think it's borderline and, and mm-hmm. that, and, and we're going to speak later on to, you know, functionality is how often does it break? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's true. I mean, there's there's probably a minimal amount of stuff that a Mac won't do as smoothly as a as a PC, but there's a good chance that at some point in the next eight months your PC is going to break. And I don't yeah. mean break physically. I mean something's going to go wrong that you're going to need to reinstall the operating system, or you know, there's going to be some defragmenting issue. Or call me up, I will do it. Yeah, that I is or, or you're going to have to put it under the wheel of your Isuzu and run over it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and J- Joe Leisure have to go run over a bunch of computers. To- yeah, but I'd, I'd say I'd say it's just a, a tick on the side of, of PC being more functional for especially yeah. for business stuff. Also, does PC have uh, who has the market on or is there even a standard operating system for like? big industrial applications, which all use software. I don't think that Mac is building, uh, is, you know, building logistics for the cranes that move shipping containers, but I don't know. PC might be, I, I don't do either of you guys know anything about like no, large I, scale software. I, I think most of those things are written with a Unix kernel. Okay. Although, mm. although again, with this recent, and I can't remember the name of this recent uh, virus and ransomware that happened, um, Make You Cry, what it was called, mm-hmm. um, all of the airport infrastructure and train station infrastructure in Germany was shut down, and it all runs on Windows, on older versions of Windows. And I've mm. seen that in American airports where, you know, when the, the, you know, those big boards, you know, your departure and arrival boards go down, there's mm-hmm. a Windows interface underneath it. So, uh, you know, that's the best answer I can yeah. give you. Who's, who's running giant cranes? I don't know, but, um, and I, and, and, you know, the, I don't know. I'm not a coder, and so I don't know, but, but I think that, that most shareware people run a, a version of a Linux kernel or a, Uni- a Unix, Linux is a Unix kernel that's mm-hmm. shareware and, and, you know, just to sound really cybery. Um, 
but uh, I, I don't think that it's either one when you're actually doing dedicated uh, uh, okay. functional, dedicated software. Um, sci- it's weird. I worked with some scientists on a couple of my books and and they just would go write software. You know, if that wasn't their discipline, but mm-hmm. we need something to track, you know, that can identify and, and discern whale tail prints. And that uh-huh. doesn't exist. And we're certainly not going to get, um, you know, Apple to design something like that. So they learned to write code. And most of those guys would work in, in Unix. So, Man, the yeah. Apple version of the whale tail identifier would be beautiful, though. It would be a it beautiful <laughs> interface, sleek lines. You know they would dis- like incorporate a whale tail yeah. into and it. And once you got a worldwide database of all the whales on the planet so you could, you could track them, then they would change and you wouldn't be able to access any of it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they go, you know, we don't – here's I weigh whale tail too. Yeah. And we're giving up on that whole whale tail thing. <laughs> Look, as far as Apple giving up on things, I'm a guy with a uh, me.com email address. I feel the pain of Apple oh, giving yeah, yeah. up on things. Yeah. Well, that's that .me was their one of their iterations of, of their failed cloud strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, – yeah, I've, I've bagged on Mac enough for for this segment. What's, now we're moving on to what? What's Hold on a second. Thing? Wait, before we leave this, the, I did not think in functionality and use the the um, vulnerability to being broken into, hacked, and viruses sort of sort of coming in. And that if it's if it if if we were a knife's edge over to PC, I would say this would swing it back to Mac. How many yeah. systems are vulnerable? to attack that that's the mm-hmm. advantage of a closed system and they do go down a lot they i mean I'm, you have to pay a lot more attention to that stuff um you know i buy a, a new pc every couple of years just for gaming you know right. and, and we i don't you know in functionality there's just no comparison um you know that the that the pc is better and so i end up buying a new pc every couple of years but the second thing i have to buy is is norton utilities because yes. it's gonna break and um and that may be an outside attack. It may just be an errant piece of code. It may be what they call bit rot. But you know, if you just want to turn a machine on and then only update it when Apple tells you to, you know, then then definitely the Apple's beats uh, the PC on function. You know, mm-hmm. if, if the the computer that you give to your mom who doesn't know anything about computers is definitely a Mac. Yeah. But does the fact that they can break down, because I don't know if that edge is, I don't know if PC loses the edge for its vulnerabilities. Uh, because still, I mean, yeah, it's, it's vulnerable, but that's because it's so everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's because it's what 90% of the market. Just about. Yeah. yeah. And it can do so much like function and use. If, if our choice is, well, one does really cool things that we like that are fun and one runs the world. I feel like we got to go with the one that runs the world. Okay. All right. So that's, yeah. And also runs, you know, like doom. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my original Wolfenstein 3d. Yeah. Or, um, overwatch or any of the, you know, yes. the cool sort of blast your friends games. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to peripherals. Are we, is this about to, are we not even going to, because this is about to be 3-0 PC. It really is. That's what I'm curious. Yeah. You know what? I want to take a commercial break before okay. we go any further. Let's hear about some of the other great shows on the Max Fun Network. Uh, we'll be right back. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every week, we release a medical history podcast called Sawbones. We go over the history of the dumbest, grossest, weirdest stuff humans have been doing to each other since the dawn of mankind. But it's a funny show. But it's also so disgusting and stomach-turning, you won't believe it. But it's also, like, <laughs> funny. It's funny. It is the wildest, grossest, nastiest stuff you can imagine. It's a real hoot. It's called Sawbones, and we release it every week on iTunes, wherever podcasts are sold, and right here on MaximumFun.org. Hey, Max Fun community. This is your friend, Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Eat, Pray, Love, and a bunch of other stuff. I am a longtime member, supporter, and devoted follower of Maximum Fun. And now, finally, I have my own podcast on the network. It's called Magic Lessons, and it is me coaching people through their creative issues and problems. This season, we have some amazing creators that we're helping through their joys and struggles of making something out of nothing. And then I bring in special guests like Glennon Doyle Melton, Brandon Stanton, Martha Beck, the poet Mark Nepo, Michael Ian Black, Sarah Jones, Gary Scheingart, these amazing friends of mine to come and help coach these people so that they can get their work done. I hope you'll tune into it. It's called Magic Lessons, and it's all about love. Okay. So just just for the sense of building a little bit of suspense here, can we talk about design? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there are – this is – this is tough. Looking at the is list it? that we have, uh, I know that there's one more that's going to go for PC. Yeah. And that would be three out of five. So let's, yes, let's yeah. talk about design, which Apple wins hands down. Yeah. Uniform yes. design. Uh, they are trendsetters in what, uh, what technological beauty is. Uh, their stores. Have you guys been in an Apple store recently? Yes. Uh, yeah, I've been into the flagship in San Francisco in the last month. Nice. Have you? Did you notice that they no longer have any price tags anywhere? I didn't notice, but there was always one of the children of the corn coming up to me, you know, before I could look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, uh, yeah, they no longer, at least in the big ones in New York, they only they no longer have uh, price tags in the little, you know, the little clear plastic next to whatever the unit is because it doesn't look sleek enough and fancy enough. So now wow. you open up the iPad and there's like a little, uh, you know, uh, PDF that's got all of the specs and information for that model. You know, if but you, like, if you look, I don't past, know if that's pretentious or forward thinking, but it's cool. No, make it look. It's very smart because you're not thinking about the price. First, you want mm-hmm. it, then they'll tell you the price and you're going to be more amenable to whatever price they give you. But if you take, take out the exterior design, which is always lovely. Every Apple store on the inside is just a bunch of wooden tables with computers on them. You guys are a generation younger than me, so I'm I'm going to ask this with you know completely open to this question and and mm-hmm. and to take us down another rat hole. Okay, are you comfortable in a in an Apple store? Do you ever walk in and feel like yeah I'm I belong here? This is where I need to be. No. No, I feel, I feel, I never thought uh, about that. Yeah. Super dumb. I feel like everybody knows more about that. Well, I, I definitely see like people who definitely like this is their first computer or they, they don't really understand computers because that's Macs are great for people who don't, who, who are, uh, computer novices because, because it works out of the box. It's easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there's so much stuff there that it's, it's overwhelming. 
It's really overwhelming. And everything looks so nice in it. I just feel – I feel poor when I walk in because I know I can't afford most of the stuff in there. I'm yeah, just going I- – Sniff the yeah, air. Yeah, I, I, I'm always uncomfortable, and and I and I have to tell myself, look, if this is supposed to be geared toward the the creative professional, I'm that guy. I am, you know, I by definition, demographically, I'm the dude that's supposed to be here. Yeah, I never feel like that. I always feel like, Jesus, I'm in somebody's way. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I really should have dressed differently to come in here. <laughs> Um, it's just, and, and yet I buy a ton of Mac products and, and I know what I'm talking about. And, and I generally have one question and, and, and more likely than not, I'm there to see how does the keyboard feel on this new model? You know, what does it look like? How heavy is it? Everything's always chained to the desk so you can't lift it, you know, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, I, that's just an aside because I, it's sort of like, I know what this is supposed supposed to be but it's it's a to me a very alienating place and and ostensibly i'm their demographic you know right. but anyway so uh design is awesome yeah and, and mm-hmm. to be fair again going back to the sort of wide 90 percent slice i i have a new pc uh laptop that's a gaming laptop that's a little sort of ultrabook gaming laptop mm-hmm. and it is awesome looking it's got the best screen i have ever seen on any device anywhere it's really it's twice the the, the depth it's a i think a 13 inch screen or 12 and a half inch screen that but it's in that 16 by what is it that that ratio that's a widescreen film 16 by 9 yeah 16 yeah. by 9 and it's twice the definition of uhd a 4K. Wow. I, 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 I watched a Michael Bay movie on there and liked it. And it was, which is just not, wow. it was just, it was like, oh my God, this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is awesome. So, and it's, you know, this stealthy black and all the keys will light up in any color you want. And it's got a nice feel to it. Cost a ton of money. I mean, you got way up in there into the Apple money. Right. Um, to get that in a PC design. But they can do it. But as far as a consistent across the board, you know, if you just pick up a product, it's going to your hand's going to fall where it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. The apples are pretty good. And they and they do make false moves. At sometimes I'm not sure that making the trackpad half the size of, of the laptop is that great an idea. But I don't have one of those yet. So <laughs> we'll a better idea than getting rid of the headphone jack on an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, you know, we went down that rat hole when we destroyed the last, um, <laughs> the last pod, the first iteration of this podcast. Yes. But yeah, the, the Apple as a company makes a lot of decisions that I'm skeptical of, but right. it's just pure design out of the box going back to. And the box you know, itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the I can't throw them away. Yes. Yeah, so beautiful. Like this big stack of, yeah, they're like, I could do something with this, you know, and it's like, you can't, it's not like you can fill it with cookies at Christmas time and go, here's your cookies in this beautiful white Mac box that, you know, I don't know. The power adapter box looks an awful lot like a Russell Stover box. Hey, that is a good point. (laughs) Delicious. Fill that with candy (laughs) or just make a gummy power adapter. Yeah. (laughs) To your friends. You couldn't destroy that with an Isuzu. Uh, yeah, there you go. I, I do think like everything about Mac, they, they build their brand around experience. So to open the box mm-hmm. is an experience. The first time you turn it on is an experience. 
And, and, and for me, every time I turn on a PC for the first time, it's like going to the DMV. They're like, name? Uh-huh. Data bird? Uh-huh. Take a picture? Uh-huh. The Mac is like, like, have I arrived at heaven? Yeah. Got- did, we go, did we offer you coffee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. asking you, has someone offered you coffee yet? <laughs> While you're filling out. Like going to the, like going to the Lexus dealer where they lead you <laughs> exactly. to the massage chair. Yeah. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah. And we'll be bringing you a latte. It's, it's awesome. I buy, a, right. I'll, I'll buy a Lexus just to go and sit in the lobby. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Mac wins. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's since we had two PCs in a row, let's go with one more uh, that Mac uh, I believe has an edge on, and that is life integration. Um, explain that. The reason that we put this one in is there is so much that's happening now using uh, really good Wi-Fi within a home that everything can be controlled by one uh, device. Uh, the, my, my printer, I can print, uh, anything from anywhere, my phone, my laptop. Um, we're talking cloud services, how those integrate with things. Obviously PC, we talked about had the, the advantage in that just sort of general. And I know that we said we weren't going to talk about phones, but the way that a phone, uh, the specifically the camera on a phone or an iPad and a Mac, Boy, all of their stuff works seamlessly. I haven't delved much into, like, does Mac have a version of, um, like Alexa or OK Google? Or is there going to be like a yeah. Siri box? Yeah, cor- they have a Cortana. Is their is their digital assistant? I haven't used it, but they, mm-hmm. it's on the machine. Now, well, now the I have a new MacBook Pro at work, and there's a it has Siri integration, so mm-hmm. you can click on it and talk to it and. Yeah, Siri, Siri is okay. I, do you guys have any of the Amazon devices? I yes, don't. I have, I have a, a Google, uh, Echo. I have a Google Echo. Um, and how so is wait, the Google? Which one's the Google? Which one's it? What's it called? I don't know what the name of it is. I think it's, it's called, called Google Home. Of some sort. Or something yeah, like Google that. Google Home. Yeah, yeah. the Google yeah. Home. How does it work? Uh, it's great. Yeah, the, the Amazon Echo is, is pretty intuitive. It's, I would say just for basic use, it's better than Siri. Yes. Um, and, and, uh, you know, so that, you know, but that's, again, that's not a PC. You know? Right. Um, and I have, I've had Android phones and Android tablets and they work just as well as a, as a anything made by Mac. They really do. Um, mm-hmm. the, the difference being that it doesn't integrate with my stupid Macs. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I stick <laughs> with iPhones and iPads. Um, but, uh, you really do have to pick one. You're going to, if you're, Mac, it does a good job of integrating within Mac, but does not play well with others. Yes. But within its closed ecosystem, it's great. And, and, and they, and, and, you know, going back to my whine about the company, you know, they just don't want you to get stuff in and out of your machines unless it, they go in and out the way they want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're always the, oh, a little bit to the left, Bob. Um, <laughs> it's, they're that kind of, they're that kind of date. And, uh, you know, and so with a, with an Android, if you have, say, a bunch of video files or audio files that you want to edit, you can just throw it on a on an SD card and put it into your phone. It, you know, Mac's never going to do that. In fact, they've taken the SD slots off of most of their computers, um, despite everybody wanting them. Um, you know, they're, you have, you always have to have some special port and you have to use some special, you can't just drag the files onto the hard drive. 
Right. Um, it has to, you know, I mean, it's like, wait a minute. iTunes needs to take a look at that. And now <laughs> we're going to re, we're, and now we're going to, uh, redesign iTunes. And oh, by the way, all of your music is gone. Design Mac wins hands down. When you go yeah. to peripherals, mm-hmm. Mac sucks. Yeah. It, yeah. it sucks completely and absolutely. They're horrible about letting you plug stuff in and getting other devices to work with them completely. Um, that's a hands down PC works better. I found with mics and stuff, that's not the case. And I know that there are people for whom like we have a windows 10 machine, so we can't use this microphone with it. Well, what, why huh. does that matter? Why should it not just be because Microsoft or, or PC was plug and play for, for, I, I seem to remember them being plug and play earlier, but there are certain, I, there, there are certain things that, Mac in general does not play well with anybody that is not Mac. So I'm not saying that they win. Yeah, but there are, you know, there are some exceptions where, where it will work just plugging it in. Like I don't have to, I haven't had to install software for one single microphone and I've used a bunch of them in different interfaces. It's generally just plug it in, find it, uh, in preferences and you're ready to go. Well, mm-hmm. it makes me wonder, you know, Mac has always been the, the, um, the platform for like pro tools and mu- musicians have used. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder if that's not something that designers thought of in advance is like people are going to, let's make the sound devices, um, be more compatible. And, and I, and I know that their video and sound, uh, uh, sort of preference, was uh, the reason that they kept Firewire 800 as their standard for the longest time because that was that high, that was the high speed rendering and editing um, peripheral drive that would work. And even after the rest of the world moved on to other interfaces, they went, nope, we've got to stick with Firewire. Right. Um, but but I, I I don't. That's going down sort of a, a specific rat hole. So, but probably yes, if you're using sound devices, guitars. Um, uh, uh, then probably Mac is going to be better. Yeah. But, but for hard drives, storage, uh, game controllers, uh, some, some keyboards, non Mac keyboards. (laughs) Um, yes. Yeah. They're, they can be a pain in the ass. Do do you guys remember a couple of years ago when, uh, you would go into an Apple store and they had an entire shelf of smart products, including like a basketball? So you I get don't a, remember a basketball. It was like a smart basketball. <laughs> so you would <laughs> play with the basketball and then and then it would like speak via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi to your computer and it would analyze how well you played basketball. You know what I do I remember shoes that were like that yeah. and it was supposed to track you on the court or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually I, I think that that the NBA are, are they're using um analytics isn't the right word, but they're using that sort of data now where, uh, one of the overhead cameras does track where the ball is and the, and the, uh, and the teams actually use that sort of data. I don't know that it comes from the ball. Um, but, but that, I do remember that. I remember shoes that would talk to, that would talk to a, to a Mac, um, which I haven't found necessary. No, it's, it's a dumb peripheral. Yeah. You guys remember when we lived in the future? Yeah, the NBA thing you're talking about as a Sixers fan, I'm sure they're looking at it going, that went out of bounds again. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so sad. <laughs> yeah, as as living in the Bay Area and being a warrior span, it's uh, oh, Steph from three. Yeah, you know, from from downtown. You get it from the from the parking lot this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me uh, let me ask you this, guys. Um, yeah, sure. It sounds like if if I am if I am reading this situation correctly, it sounds like we are in agreement that the Mac is. It's the computer that's not going to break. It's physically a superior computer. It's got all of its software integrated into it. Um, but d- it plays so notoriously poorly with others that Windows is on top of the world with 90% of all of the computing and the world runs on Windows. How is that a fair assessment of where we are right now? And is this something that we just like, this seems like the nugget that we have to reconcile and that's going to lead us to our victor. I, I, yeah, I think, I think you've, yeah. And, and, and quite honestly, on a personal level, I use Macs probably 90% of the time and Mm -hmm. and PCs 10, which is, is inverse to how they exist in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, but it, you know, and it's also, I think, task specific. If you're a gamer, you know, and most of that, most of the games are designed now for consoles and that graphic computing power is much higher on consoles than it tends to be on, on computers unless you're spending thousands. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's, you've got to go with PC. You know, the, the games that are available for Mac run well on Mac and that tends to be real-time strategy like uh, uh, Starcraft and, uh, you know, XCOM and stuff like that. They're awesome on a Mac and they're awesome on a PC. Yeah. But, uh, if you're a gamer, you've got to go with, it. I, I think it's, it's really what you need to do with a computer. And, um, and I think your best question was, how does it integrate into life? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't know. I would give the edge for how it integrates into life into the Mac. Cause that's just, the evidence in my life is that I use them more. There's oh, I've always got an Apple device close by. Yeah. Always, mm-hmm. you know, so, but even with all of that, it looks like we've, it looks like the score is going to be three to five in favor of the PC. I mean, three to two, three to two. Yes. I didn't, like I said, you know, Mark and I were texting before the, the recording. And we were talking about uh, how we were at math because I'm very into statistics now because I work in marketing and that's where my degree is in. But I was terrible at math and I'm obviously terrible at remembering numbers too. <laughs> Not only were they <laughs> yeah. but three to two PCs the winner. So it leaves it to me to say, whoop, hi, it's Clippy. It looks like you're trying to decide between PC and Mac. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> PC wins because it's everywhere. You can't escape it. Are people really brand loyal? No, they'll get whatever PC computer they can. <laughs> it looks like you're trying to get a Mac. Do you have a student loan? Too bad. You're not going to be able to afford one right now. PC all the way. Asked and answered. Sorry, guys. I missed something. Uh, um, something popped up on my computer real quick. <laughs> uh, hey, Al. Yeah. If Mac had one. Yeah. Who would have popped up on your computer? Oh, hello. It's me. <laughs> the Mac. Julian Assange. <laughs> I've got all of your files. I'm in Iceland. Condescending hipster douche. Oh. <laughs> hello, I'm sitting here on my unicycle with my home <laughs> breath. 
Uh, Hold on. Let me, well, let me right. lift up three of my monocles, and I'll tell you which system I prefer. Uh, this topic has been <laughs> closed. <laughs> While Hal is talking about monocles, I will begin the ending. Uh, this topic is closed, but there are many more topics. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets, or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. A flame war could be happening right now. Email us at wegotthispodcast at gmail.com or come to our Facebook group. It is the best group on the internet anywhere. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Christopher Moore, thank you for being on the show. It was a pleasure, you guys. Thanks. This was really fun. And for coming back and doing the show again, yes. which I hope you will do again. Would be happy to. People can find uh, all their information about you at uh, chrismore.com. Uh, That's correct. And at the author guy on Twitter and I something just put me in the search on Facebook. Yeah, do it. And go read all – read all – was it 15 books, 16 on the way or 16 yeah, books, yeah, 17? 16th on is on the way. Okay. So you have time to catch up, everybody. Read those 15 books and buy a couple copies so you can give them to your friends because people like new books. It's a good feeling. Please help print live. That's right. Uh, thank you, as always, also to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer and topic suggester Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you, of course, as always, to you, our listeners. Thank you for logging in and listening to our show, whether you do it on a PC or a Mac or a Unix kernel or a... Whatever some of the other things are. I don't know all of them. See prompt. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, and thanks for coming back week to week. We hope that, uh, you come back and listen to us again. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.